welcome back to the Dog Show Drive with Wayne and Will. I am Wayne Cavanaugh. You are, and I'm Will Alexander. I, yes, I you love are, your patty man. hat, too. So. Well, thank you very much. I'm getting ready for Newfoundland. 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 We'll talk about that. Montgomery, <laughs> best in show judging. Stories from the past. All that's good about the dog show world and terriers right here on the Dog Show Drive. Well, hello, young William. How the heck are you, buddy? I'm good, Wayne. It's good to see you. Missed you. We're not good, Will. We're both lying. We're both lying. <laughs> We're under the weather a bit, folks. A little uh, bit. Yeah, little bit. On the men. We'll be just fine. But uh, yeah, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Whatever he does, I do. Whatever I do, he does. So when we get when we get unwell, we tend to do it together. Uh, all the way across <laughs> the border. I don't know how. But anyway, buddy, it's good yep. to see you. And I'll see you in a couple of days, too. Yeah. We've had a banner month of seeing each other in person and electronically. Uh, It doesn't always happen like that, Will. So uh, we're both heading, ladies and gentlemen, to, oh man, Newfoundland? Newfoundland. Newfoundland? Newfoundland. Oh man, I'm never going to get this right. (laughs) But I was thinking about this, Will. How important is this province, used to be a country, for this province to be named after a dog (laughs) i'm not so sure that's how it worked but you think it might have gone the other way well i think yeah i think maybe yeah they named the newfoundland after newfoundland yeah okay still how important is this because there's no breed named england no there's no breed named ireland but there's a breed named Newfoundland. newfoundland That's important. That's a big, <laughs> big reason I'm going. I want to figure this mystery out. And they run in the wild there, over the hill. You'll see them. <laughs> Little street urchins. Only the accept- acceptable colors, though, in Canada. The rest yeah, right. we send down here, down to you guys. <laughs> we get the brown ones. You don't brown have the brown ones. Do you? And... <laughs> what do you have? What do you have up there? Just black and lance here. Black and lance here. Yeah. yeah. We get the brown ones, the teddy bears. And you get the silver ones, the gray ones too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take them. I think Daryl Hayes didn't he win the group at the Garden with a was it a brown or was it a black? I can't remember now. I know a, black, a brown one won the group one year. Might have been, might have been Kitty Drury. Boy, you got me on one, Will. Oh, I don't know. I call I it was no, was it, no Kitty Drury was a judge? I think. I can't remember now. It's all a big blurb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, sure when we get to Newfoundland, they'll tell us. Well, Kitty we got Drury. rid of that one because it was the wrong color. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason we're going is Will and I are both presenting at the Canadian Kennel Club slash Canadian Dog Show Judges Association annual conference. And it's really, it's cool that they're working together. I just think that's really cool. And uh, Cheryl's coming along. We're going to do a little sightseeing depending on our energy and anemia. But um, other than that, uh, I'm really looking forward to meeting everyone. And I prepared more lectures than I thought I had to, but <laughs> but it's going to go well. Don Dealey is going to meet us there. She has a presentation ready. Yep. Um, we're all doing. We're required to do powerpoints, ladies and gentlemen. In uh, uh, I can think of no better way to put an audience to sleep 
and then turn down the lights and put on PowerPoint slides. <laughs> but that's what they wanted, and that's what we're giving them. We, we got to stay up there, and we got to read the PowerPoints to them. We do. We yeah. do. I'm going to need you to cheer me on and maybe throw some popcorn or something, though, just to keep me going. To, I, told, I told Patrick, Patrick's a great piano player. I told him, Is he we really? have to have some, oh, yeah, he's a great piano player. And so we have to do some musical interludes. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we had this, this song Patrick years Mudge ago. Talking about. It was Patrick and my, Patrick, myself, Billy Milne, and Murray Clark were in charge of entertainment to the Top Dog Theater in Canada. Oh. And we used to write these songs. And Patrick would play them, and we would sing them. Now they were they were they were songs already. We would just change the words. Like there's yeah. no business like show business. And yeah. uh, how clever, Will? That was really up. clever. There's no business like show business, like no That's business. And you relate that to dog shows? Is that how you did it? Everything about that. it is appealing. Everything wow. the CKC allows. <laughs> Jeez, that's just it went cool. over big. We had all my great, all the greatest hits album come out. KTEL tried uh -huh. to sell it. It was big, big time. Was there drinking involved, Will, with the customers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Now, Mr. It's Patrick Mudge we're talking about, Patrick who Mudge. I've not met, but I cannot wait to meet him. He sounds like a lovely guy. Ian Walter going to show us around, and oh, we're good. hoping to, uh, yeah, hoping to have a good time. And uh, I prepared. You know, they told me it was like Ireland weather, and and sure enough, we're gonna have rainy damp and cold so i'm gonna feel right at home so break that, the i haven't looked ahead is that what we're gonna have yeah uh yeah. break i was the judging there in july we had rainy damp and cold then too <laughs> i'll bet i'll bet i didn't realize there's a time difference yeah yeah now ladies and gentlemen uh from america you think that if you live on the ocean right like uh -oh, new jersey at the beach that's as low as our and that's just, that's just, that's our time zone in that oh no nay nay we're gonna gain an hour it's an hour earlier i should say going from toronto to newfoundland 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 place yeah <laughs> a different time zone will a whole different time zone so you wait wait till you get there it's a whole different world wait <laughs> yeah so i hear so you're gonna hear. like it you're i know you're gonna, gonna think of the old country way <laughs> if it reminds me of the old country i'll be happy will that's why I'm breaking in the flat cap, you know, got to have a couple. Anyway, um, there was a little dog show held this weekend. Yeah, one of those, one of those wee terrier shows. Those wee terrier shows. <laughs> is there anything like, we weren't there. Uh, oh, is there anything man. like Montgomery Will? No, yeah. And every day when I saw the results from Happer and Devin, I was thinking, I wish I was there. Or I'd see the pictures at ringside. I wish I was there. Even just standing around watching and talking and, yeah. Well, that's there. not what you were telling me. You text me and say, what the hell were they thinking, that judge? That's what you're texting me. <laughs> well, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, great judging panel, great breeders, great handlers, great exhibitors. Just, it, it's so incredible. And there's not a day in the year that any terrier will look better than on that day. Well, it's because, you know how we talk about conditioning dogs, getting them ready yeah. for the garden? All these terrier people condition them to get them ready for Montgomery weekend. Everything is Montgomery. We're going to save this dog for Montgomery weekend. We're going to save this dog for yeah. Montgomery weekend. New dog. Over 100 Wheatons. Over yeah. 100 Wheatons. That's about five times as many terriers. All terriers are at most shows these days. I know. It's <laughs> incredible. Incredible. And I think Canada dominated that breed too. Did they? Yeah, they went for every day. They won the breed except for one. Pretty good, not yeah. bad. Well, it's good they have those Canadian judges judging those now. So yeah. Exactly. Oh no, I. 
<laughs> just kidding. Anyway, uh, it was amazing to watch, and we got to watch on AKC TV. You know, it's such a we just and then once in a while people say, "Oh, there's you know AKC TV is slow or it's blipping or blacking out or." Really, you're getting to see a dog show live oh, exactly. in color on your computer. That's I'll a miracle. You, this weekend was Thanksgiving in Canada. Yeah. And I went up to my sister's lake house in Buckhorn Lake to have Thanksgiving with the family there. My son was there. And I was watching the group during dinner. And then my sister said, what are you watching? So then she took my phone and put it sideways so we could both watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, they do a pretty good job at the camera work. I mean, this is limited what they're doing. And it's it's just, I love being able to see it live. I oh, love yeah. to be able to see the faces on the people and the dogs on the day. Um, boy, the dog that hit me right in the eye and I can't, I've never seen her. But that Carrie Blue Terrier bitch looks like a real one to me, Will. Yeah, I can't say it because I haven't seen her. I've seen her in life and she, she's a cracker. Yeah. Well, she sure looked pretty. And of course, who couldn't be happy for Marguerite? But, you know, the Celium is just, it's her lifeblood. She does such a great job with her and everybody loves her and loves the way she presents this breed. And I'm so happy for her winning. I think um, this is her fourth or fifth Montgomery. I think she, because I remember yeah. her winning a couple of years with the, with the Lakey bitch flirt years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Fun stuff. I, I can't remember if it was one or two years. Always, no, it was definitely two years she went out with Florida. Maybe more. I can't remember. And, you know, you, you got to bring the barber if you're going, Will. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be damp. We know it. Every yeah. year it's going to be cold. But it's kind of part of the whole gestalt, right? You get the the whole feeling of falls coming, and we're terriers, and we're tough, and we've got tweed stuff, uh, and yeah. we've got the jackets, right? You got to have the coats if you're a terrier man. I bought my first pair of muck boots at Montgomery. Did you really see that? <laughs> That's one. Years ago. Still well, I just can't. Though. When, you know, I can, every time I think of it, and they're doing, the new crew does great, great job. But of course, my early memories were of Joe Dubler and Walter Goodman. I mean, that's just, that is, people talk about icons and legends. There's a pair of them. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a traditional show. Like it just goes back. It's unbelievable. Just the feel you have when you're walking onto the grounds. Yeah. yeah. I, can, I can remember Tom Gately pulling up in his Volkswagen van. That's how old I am, Will. My God. That was the first vans they made back then before the Chevy Greenbrier. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was a big deal, Tom coming in his, his Volkswagen van. And so many, got, I got to see so many great Terrier men uh, and women uh, over the years. Of course, early on, it was all men. But it's just so cool to think of that history and maintaining that. And no one questions the greatest terrier show in the world. And there's plenty who will say it's the greatest show in the world. Yeah. Um, gosh. And you know, it's not just a group show. It's an all-breed show. Yeah. Well, not Montgomery. But yeah. the other, no, Montgomery's, Montgomery's an all-breed show. Who has decided to only have terriers? Oh, so it's, it's not a club. Yeah, oh, it's not a group club, and that's why they can do best in show <laughs> and group um, one and all that good stuff. Really fun to watch, um, and they did the bred by groups, which were great. And of course, some of the big winning dogs uh, with their owners, who happen to be breeders and handlers, are in that group. That's how serious these terrier folks can be in a lot of groups too, but. 
just so cool to see these people. Um, and it's a rough life working those coats and keeping them all in shape. Uh, you've got to be who, what kids want to do that today? Will? not many, I'm sure. And there are a handful that still like to do it, but uh, you have to be passionate and committed. Literally. You, do. you, <laughs> so, do. you, you know. roll one Airedale coat and you want to be a whippet handler. <laughs> well that's what i always thought it was amazing when i would speak when george ward was still still around and when i would talk to him about things and he he ran that airedale kennel when he first moved into america he, he said oh yeah there's like 100 airedales i couldn't imagine <laughs> yeah. you know Can you? it's just incredible and yeah. that's how it was and we see those um you know the apprentices of those people and their apprentices and their kids now interested but it's a small and mighty army. Well, it's amazing if you look at yeah. Catherine Wright to George yeah. Wright, all the way to Cliffy Hallmark. It's like, yeah, it's a pedigree. Yeah. You know, it's, it is, isn't it? Yeah. How cool is that stuff? I love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, how lucky were we to hang? And of course, growing up on the East Coast, that's just <laughs> that was cheating. You know, we had everybody there: um, Cliff Hallmark, Peter Green. You know, and then all the guys would come out and visit and Peter, and uh, we got to go to those shows and see all of them, Al Ayers, and oh, so many great ones. And it was so much fun to learn from those guys. And you wouldn't say much around them. You'd just stand and watch. <laughs> they weren't going to sit and tell you much. Uh, but boy, you could just learn by being there. Great stuff, Will. Great stuff. But uh, yeah, if you haven't been to Montgomery... Even if you're, even if you're not a terrier person, you gotta go, right? You gotta see it once. Yep. One of the things that it has that sounds almost trite: big breed entries. There's not many shows that have that, and they're all weekend long. Devin drops off a little bit, but there yeah. they all because they change sites for Devin. Some people right. don't want to change sites, but um, yeah, they they hold a pretty big entry, you know. They sure do. And the when you get to see a hundred of this and a hundred of that, it's, it's crufts like, except oh. with a probably higher batting average in each in each breed. Um, and it's so much fun to see the to watch the different families from the classes all the way to the best of breed dogs. It's, yeah. you, you can pick them out, and and usually the judges find them, and it, it's it's fun to watch mm -hmm. that happen. Even even watching because I would scroll through Facebook looking for someone Facebook living something so I could watch Smooths yes. or watch Wires or watch Lakelands, and I I watched I think I watched Woody do Wires at Devon, and in the background I actually called him this morning. Background, I said I, I recognize that person. A friend of mine, John Kerr, who had wires years ago, he's there watching wires. He lives in Montreal, and I, I messaged him this morning. I said, "Are you coming back to dog shows?" He said, "Maybe, maybe." He's pretty excited uh, after watching everything. So that is really cool. Breed competition is where it's at. We just take it for granted. No one gets to see breed competition anymore at their national, maybe. Yeah. at orlando you know maybe but we just don't see it it's it reminds you what dog shows are all about all this gravy with the groups and best in shows show me a class dog i haven't seen before and smooths or wires or anything you know a young class dog that people have held off a westy any that have held off waited to spring us in montgomery and show the world that oh, you, remember when, you remember when you remember when uh 
Amy Rutherford had that smooth, the class dog. I'm going group two of that Montgomery. Yep. And uh, what's his name? Was his name Dodger? Whatever. But uh, he, uh, he caught everybody's attention that mm -hmm. year. Well, look at the class dog, the one smooth. Look at the, then he went on to the group, and then I'm sure he went group two. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And there was that year when Mick showed up. And that guy we were was, all waiting for Mick. Uh, yeah, we were. <laughs> We were, we were, and it was cool to see Marippy. You know, I just love Marippy there. Um, she was in there with her uh, dog, her own dog that she bred, and she's bred so many great ones over the years. And um, we were just talking about this off the air, Will and I. There's a woman who could buy me a dog, uh, any breed, buy any dog. breed. She has Mid an eye for any breed. She can find them and condition and trim dogs like nobody. I mean, she can. Well, she has taken Oswalk that that looked like nothing and ended up giving him back and <laughs> looking like a million bucks. Any breed. She's just absolutely an artist and a talent. And she doesn't kind of, I think, you know, doesn't like the regular, the way things go in at dog shows with ones and twos and ones and twos and all the focus at the top and not in the breed. She doesn't go to many shows at all. Um, she doesn't like to judge. How do you, there's plenty of people in that category that aren't handling anymore for a living. They're still breeding a great dog once in a while and bring them out to the shows. Don't really want to do the judging thing in the travel. How do we, I, I want to find a way to capture the knowledge of those people and experience of those people and somehow use it uh, as an educational pointer, something to help out the sport. I want to find a way to bottle that that intangible and bring it to the sport in a way that it's palpable and and inform that people can learn from because she's one of them. There's plenty, but she sure yeah. is one that comes to my mind, you know. Um she could well, judge yeah. for me anytime. And when she does breed a dog that she wants out there, someone some handler approaches her and gets it from her and shows it and it rises. If she to, likes them well. Yeah, yeah. And if they do <laughs> if she likes them. Anyway, it's great to see her there and um and so many others, you know. So much fun. Again, we're seeing this on TV, right? You're on AKC TV. Um, I have to say, I've done commentary for many, many years. I know how hard it is. I know all the things that go into it. I'm just asking for one thing. Can you please tell us who the dogs are? It, when we did Crufts, Peter Purvis would start before Frank Kane and I did our banter. Peter would say, next up, the Scottish Terrier, champion Flangwinkle Humperdick, owned by John Derry from Coventry. That takes about three seconds. If that. Tell me the dog's name. Is that against the rules or something? I don't know. I don't know what the issue is there. You know, because like you said, you might get every once in a while we'll hear a call name or we'll a handler's name or a breeder's name, but we never get to hear the full name. So I want to know. And I don't think the maybe the public's watching these, but I think I would guess that a good percentage of the audience are dog show people. And I'm sure they'd love to know what dog it is. Uh, I know well, I would. certain breeds they're not used to seeing. Yeah. Mm. Especially new dogs on the horizon. I want to hear the kennel name. You know, I wouldn't mind hearing the breeder's name, but I know that's... And the other issue with mentioning the owners and breeders is these these days. It could take up the whole segment. I was just looking at it just <laughs> randomly. You know, this dog's owned by six people, bred by seven people. Come on. Uh, I don't know. They have a team now. Best team it takes, in show. It takes a village. It's a different world. 
I would just like to know who really is responsible. That would be nice. You know what I did at the other registry when it came to co-ownership? I may have mentioned this. Uh, people wanted, you know, more than two names on. So I said, fine, fine, as many names as you want. But one of them only is what we call the signatory. Only one of those people. You can figure it out any way you want. But to us, only one person gets assigned papers. And that helped us a lot with divorces and arguments and breakups. One person. Because you don't want to punish the dog because it's a co-owner split and right. no one's going to sign over the papers. No one can use the dog. If it's the greatest dog in the world, why should some you know domestic spat um, take that dog out of our gene pool? Tell me which one right from the day you register the dog. That's who gets to sign. And that changes the dynamic. And at least for us, yeah. uh, it was a great way to solve. We had not one lawsuit, not one problem after that. Because you're constantly getting subpoenaed. And the court thinks that registration papers mean ownership. They mean nothing. They mean nothing about ownership. You're not going to go into a court because you can register a dog with three different registries under th three different ownership names. You can do that all day. One registry, me and Will. The other registry, Will and his mom. The other registry, me and sure, you know, same dog. Right. So who owns it? It's not the registry's decision. It's the that's the court's decision. So just give us one signatory and leave us alone. Anyway, enough of that. Um, I did want to mention I had a, a, a really a great longtime listener who's been who's always sending some great questions. She called and or she messaged and said. She has a group now, and she wants, her friends are urging her to apply to Judge Best in Show. You have to apply to Judge Best in Show? Yes. Down there? Like at home, well, I think I think once you get three or four groups, if I get which number you get to Judge Best in Show, but I didn't know you had to apply down there for Best in Show. Yeah. We actually have to apply for each breed down here, Will. No, I know that, but it's... <laughs> I'm but once kidding. you get all the sporting breeds, you you can do the group. So uh, like it's I'm it used kidding. to be years ago, it used to be one group and you could do best show down there. Yeah. Oh, now they change. So in Canada, you need to do several. No, in Canada, or? it's I, I want to say it's four now. It used to be three. Yeah. But I mean, in America, it used to be one group and you could judge best in show. It is the same way now. Well, I, I didn't know you. But had you to have apply. to ask for it. You have oh. to apply for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's just one group. And. I had a really, she said, what do you think? You know, what are your thoughts? Man, it took me a minute. Because my first thought is, in her first thought, she said, I don't think I'm qualified. What do I know about some of these breeds and other groups? And I thought about that. What does anybody know about 200 breeds? Well, exactly. You're not going to know them all. Um, I think a good dog person is going to come up with a good dog. You've got seven great dogs out there, so your chances are are, are minimal. That you're going to mess up. <laughs> so one of my answers was, "It's the easiest class you can." Oh, there's no judge. question. It's the easiest class. <laughs> easiest class. What would you rather do? A class of seven bad English cockers, not the, not to pick on English, one of my favorite breeds, but a class of seven C minus in D class dogs. Or best in show. What's easier? Yeah. <laughs> Much easier to do best in show. So that got me thinking, okay, well, you'd have to be comfortable. You'd have to be comfortable. You know, one of the issues is go how to know how knowing how to go over 200 breeds. 
that's a big deal. Yep. How to uh, approach two hundred breeds? Like there's there's breeds that some people don't even know how to approach properly. Right. So, so gets to, so no one gets to judge best in show. If we if we go by those criteria, no one gets. So we do it this way, where if you've got one group and you've got a pretty good eye for a dog, you can do it. Um, you know, if you apply and get approved. Um, I don't know. The more I thought, you know, on one hand, it's terrible. We should all be experts in two hundred breeds. The reality is. No one has ever been, not even the great Mrs. Clark. She would not tell you she was an expert in 200 breeds. No one's ever been an expert in 200 breeds. Maybe Desi, <laughs> but but, no, <laughs> but really it's impossible to be that tuned into the finer details of breed type in 200 breeds. Not to say you can't judge them and do a good job. You see, you have a good eye and you know what you're doing. You can figure it out. But so I said, well, you know, on one hand, You'd have to be an expert in every breed. On the other hand, does it matter? Because really, it's, I know this sounds callous and don't uh, send letters. We'll send them to Will. Does it matter, Will? Why yeah. is Best in Show so important? Well, it, it, well, I mean, they need a winner at the end of the day, I suppose. But like I said before, hopefully there's seven good dogs there and it's not going to be that hard to judge. Uh, I, I remember years ago, um, I, I'm not going to say which judge it was, but he he, he was judging in America. He, he only had one group in Canada. He couldn't believe he got to judge Best in Show. And he ended up giving his breed, his breed, Best in Show. Uh, yeah. But he said he was he was nervous going in there. Well, do you, if you have one group, do you are you more likely or more or less likely to give the group winner from that group Best in Show because you're overconscious of it or you think... Gee, but maybe I should, I'm a working guy, but maybe I put up a toy dog because I don't want them to think I only like the working. I mean, what? so I guess my point is winning best in shows is the ultimate. It's wonderful. It's great. It's important. It's a thrill, but it's kind of a parlor trick. Right. <laughs> Compared to winning the breed at Montgomery. Right. 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 Uh, so in that case, my advice to her was pretty much if you feel confident, and I assured her, she has a really good eye. She knows what she's doing. She can do it. Just be prepared when you have to go over the Neo or the Pug or bites and things that you haven't dealt with before, depending on what group you're coming from. Um, those things you just have to watch. And I can tell you what I do if I'm in those positions where I'm judging a group, like at a say a owner handler group in herding. I've done those. And I don't have any herding breeds, but you can do them in certain circumstances. I go through the standards real quick while I'm sitting right there at ringside and I have no problem checking the standard in the middle of the group. None. Oh, it's uh, there for a reason. So you need to check yeah. it. Um, it's funny, as a handler, we'd always, we, you, you talked about the one group judge that would put up their own dog or stay away from their own dog. As a handler, you would notice things like, oh, well, Wayne's going for hounds next. Let's see. And he, and he puts up the hound. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's fresh in his mind because he's studying hounds. How about that? Well, that's yeah, pretty curious. We know These are the psychological things I love about dog show judging and that we don't talk about. Right? Well, sometimes we, we think way too much, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a, a judge recently tell me that uh, she watched somebody judge and they said, she's going to be really good, but she thinks too much. And that's a, that's a real thing. Oh, because they talk themselves out of things sometimes, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. And they're and that my motto of it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, there's a good chance it's a duck, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Talk yourself out of things. You walk in there right away, you see the winner and then talk yourself out of it. Yeah. And, and we all do it. And I don't yeah, think anyone no will ever stop no doing question. it. We do it. I mean, we're the two best judges in America. Well, still... yeah. She didn't <laughs> want to bring that up, but you know. <laughs> we voted each other that. <laughs> Next week, you'll no. see the trophies. <laughs> yeah. Trust us. We have a lot to learn. Everybody does, Will. Everybody does. But you do have to have a foundation. And it, it really, it's kind of cheating for us. We work for some of the best people. We've been around the best people. We grew up in the sport. And, um, you know, your folks, my folks, both in the sport, that gives you a, that gives you a foundation that really oh, it's a solid foundation. Right? Yeah. It's a big deal. It's hard to start one when you're 30. Yeah. Uh, it can be done. It can be no, done. And it has been done. Yeah. But yeah. when you have, when you start off with already a solid foundation, well, it's like anything else. It's like when you're, when you're building a house I mean, you start off with a six inch foundation compared to a two foot foundation, which is going to last longer, you know, it's yep. just. I did a uh, an interesting assignment, uh, very non-regular. It was an FSS competition. They have that now. And it was uh, Fauves, Fauve de Prelume. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. Not F-A-U-V-E-D, he, and then something about Britanga. Or, oh, okay. You know, Britannia. They come from France, well. Is that the hound? It's a, yeah. I love this breed, by the way. Oh, they're beautiful. And, and really, apologizes, apologies that I can't pronounce it. Um, I just haven't gotten that into them. I think we've seen, I think we saw them in Ireland too. They're beautiful. We did. Yeah, we did. The, um, the thing that, uh, fascinated me was that there, there was a good entry of them, quite a few. And I read the standard real quick and I look in there and there's all different kinds. It's a new breed just forming and you're not getting all, you know, people are bringing them over from different areas. I had such a good time. First of all, I love the breed, love them. But I certainly is, am not an expert in that breed, nor was anybody that was at that show. We all, a few of us did them. Steve Herman did them the day before I did them. We also did Russian toy Chervankanakas or something. I don't know. Um, they were really cute little dogs, but we didn't, Bolognas or something. I'm really, and I'm not saying this to be to be dismissive. I, we just never seen the breeds before. Right. We you couldn't pronounce them. That's the whole idea of these FSS shows. And they're wonderful. But uh, we got to talk to some breeders afterwards with different opinions. We had no problem finding winners. Just looking at general, what do you think a dog should look like? Which one's balanced? Which one you get to structure more, right? Um, maybe you lean that way a little more than you would, but you're going to have to find something to hang your hat on. And when you're judging those odd breeds, that's all you can bring. So when you're doing best in show and a breed walks in that you've never seen before or never touched before, you're going to have to just grade that dog on its basic making shape and construction. And, and boy, there's sometimes we need to do more of that. <laughs> we need well, to stop you know, we over, start overthinking the veins in the ear of a pointer and point to a good dog, a good overall dog, an honest dog, you know. Maxine uh, Beam was up here judging one time. And this is back before you guys had Norwegian Buhans. We had, we had them up here before. And uh, a good friend of mine named Jennifer McCauley showed them back then. And Maxine gave one best puppy in show. And I and I think she had given my dog best in show. So I was getting pictures taken. And she said, she said, I don't know. I've never seen one before, but that's the best one I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you, you, if, if you're walking down the street and you see a mutt, now, there must be a more politically correct way to say mutt these days, uh, mixed bred dog, or dog of unknown origin, 
you still can look and go, that's a good looking dog. Exactly. You still can do that. And I have to tell you, I have seen a couple of good looking doodles. <laughs> they don't look like anything I've ever heard of, but once in a while you see a balanced one, even, even of those. Well, the thing you know, is, you it, could probably trim them to look like whatever you want. <laughs> well, you could. You could. <laughs> uh, Doug Johnson and Jamie Hubbard are in Africa. Yeah, I saw they, those pictures. They posted yeah. pictures. And there were some animals they posted a picture of. And I just said, my only concern is that you're going to find a breeding pair, bring them back, and win the garden in two generations. Because if anybody <laughs> yeah. could do it, <laughs> they could. <laughs> It could happen. You, there's a lot of new breeds coming up, Will. I think Patty's with them too, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah and like Adam having... King. Oh, Adam okay. King too. Like they're yeah, having yeah. a great time. Wow. And they all have this new luggage. I, or, or We're not cool, Will. Do you have no. the collapsible pocket squishable luggage things yet? No. With the things? I don't either, Will. I just I have my own luggage. You know. uh, I got the regular one. <laughs> we're going to have to... We're going to have to find out how to get these. Well, maybe squish them someone, down. someone, maybe whoever that makes them could sponsor the dog show drive and send them to us and we'll take them everywhere we go. I think it'd be smart for them to do so. Um, everybody, when Will and I are traveling, a lot of judges and a lot of people, um, a lot of people from hockey too, are wondering what we're carrying our socks in. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah. Some of them so master carrier Bedard is like, I wish I had a hat like Wayne Cavanaugh. <laughs> I don't know. I that happens this week, tomorrow. Well, what actually, times? this is going to air oh, Thursday. Hockey. So yesterday, the hockey season what starts. Happened? There was a preseason game. I think it was some team with a leaf on their yeah, sweater. Yeah. They didn't they didn't win yesterday. Well, wait, Who'd they play, Will? The teams that would ever win the preseason they play, never right? i don't remember montreal ottawa i don't know could have been what? detroit detroit oh yeah we beat them at home when they beat us at their home yeah, 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 yeah. because you know what happens Hockey in preseason town. wayne because they want to sell tickets so when they play at home so when detroit came to toronto to play in toronto and this is the truth i'm telling a true story yeah, here yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's a true story detroit puts on the the, the lines that aren't probably going to make the team maybe one or two players that are still looking at where the home team fills it up because they want the crowd to see austin matthews see mitch martyr so the same thing happens so after the leafs play at home they go to detroit and then they play their guys they're not quite sure on the bubble and detroit plays their a string and they each beat the crap out of each other <laughs> true uh true they, detroit did kick their ass i'm just just saying anyway um only one of those times though will yeah, the other time, you know, we had our yeah. real players on, but you know, I got to keep the hat, the cat crooked, Will, and we're, and we're this whole reverse YouTube thing. I know, like you're over sometimes there. <laughs> sometimes I'm pulling on the wrong edge. See, I yeah. got to do it yeah. like trying to cut your hair in the mirror. Handicap never touched his hat. Just leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I will. Anyway. <laughs> well, it is hockey season. We are getting excited about it, and. Um, I, I have to say, when I when I think of Chicago Blackhawks and all the new prospects, I, I my heart still breaks for Rocky. I can't stop thinking about him. Oh, this know. is the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks, who Will and I were fortunate enough to be friends with. And they bought a beagle and um, of Miss P's breeding, and we flew up to to uh, on the on their little jet there and picked up a pup for them, Cheryl and I, and, and Rocky and his wife. I just miss him. He was a presence. And whenever I think of of uh, his love for beagles, gosh, 
and and his love for the Blackhawks and what he did for that city. Well, when they signed for when they got the first pick overall, Connor Bedard, I sent him a message. I said, "How exciting is that?" And he was, he just sent me a thumbs up, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, stuff. I'm sorry, he's, I'm sorry, he's gonna miss it. Jeez, just doesn't seem right. And we did lose some dog show people this last week. They sure did. Tough one. Up, up here in Canada, we lost uh, an icon in, in Davey McIntyre. He's someone that he was such a huge character in our sport. And I mean a character. He was, he said the things that everybody else was just thinking. You know, <laughs> he was unbelievable. And we all, I everybody called him dad. We all went down. Whenever we, whenever we visited the Maritimes, you always had to stop and see Davey. And uh, yeah, my heart goes out to his family. And he was, uh, he was, um, um, he was a terrier man. So, he, you know, he's, yeah. he's probably still watched Montgomery and sat back and his, he was uh he was close with Cliffy and, and George Wright was one of his very best friends so yeah my heart goes out Dougie Dougie uh has set, posted a few pictures Dougie's son Doug McIntyre posted a few pictures with stories you know he played the bag bagpipes on the Ed Sullivan show really yeah yeah my brother plays the bagpipes uh, he, he was a big he was famous for his bagpipes and he was on the Ed Sullivan show wow that's pretty cool i have to tell my brother that he's um real excited we're trying to find him an instructor here and in, in uh now that he's moved to michigan but and we also lost stanley flowers i mean yeah, stan gosh total icon such, no, just yeah you can't think of boxers without thinking of stan and, and his hands it was not just boxers you know, i remember watching a show wine runners and harriers and his hands were unbelievable he just yeah. He would just—he was an amazing artist when it came to showing dogs. Even in his later years, he was a little bit slower, but the end picture was always there. You know, it's—and it's, we we lost Robert Milano right before Montgomery this year too, and and he was a incredible talent. Robert was an incredible talent, um, but then the poodle world lost Barbara Humphreys. It's a big one. Yeah. She was, Those are all big ones. Oh, they were, it, it was unbelievable. Like the the who we lost this week is just yeah. the sport. It was a big dent in the sport this week. You know, there's a um, a, a guy named Willie Geist who does a bit for the, for the Today Show on NBC uh, called "The Life Well Lived." And when someone passes on, that's what they call it, and they talk about their life story. Um, and I'd like to think of of those people. Stanley and, and Barbara, everyone, um, as people who had a life well lived in the sport yeah. and have left their legacy and have left their hallmark and have left their thumbprint on their breeds, on their presentation, on their friendships and of their regions. So a oh, life well lived by a bunch of them. And I'm sure we missed a few this week, Will, but that's for them. Oh, you, you, you just hate hearing them. They, they just seem like this week was one after another. And then yeah. when they when they announced Davey's passing, his, I think his daughter did the first announcement. And it was crushing. I, I sent Dougie a message right away. And and uh, he's he's an icon in our world up here. Dougie, Davey was. Yeah. And he was just such a character. He just said things the way they were. And yeah. You know, Scottish boy, to, Scottish boy, well, and and why wouldn't he have terriers, right? Yeah, that's a law, right? But when you when you think back on these lives, as as we get a little less young, uh, it it becomes more. I think more about how important it is, uh, what you do, what you say, what you are in the sport and in life, obviously, and how important it might be because none of us get out of here alive. 
Yep. And you might as well live it like it's your last day and enjoy what you can and appreciate your friendships. Uh, they mean so much. Um, and uh, stop quarreling about this stupid dog show stuff. You're in because you have a common thing. You love dogs. You love the sport. Look at it that way. Stop worrying about the thirds and fourths and the records. And we'll, speaking of records. Oh, yeah. We talk, yeah. We're going to talk about records this week. Like I look at the dog show stats now, Wayne. And when, when I was actively showing dogs, we didn't have reserve best in show at all. Really. Not till near the end. And uh, I started thinking some of the dogs... I showed earlier on what if there had been reserved there was so many dogs that were on my butt all year long who would have ended up number one if they had reserve back then and what kind of records are they having we, we talked about that with the, the colonel having the um rock falls colonel english center it was he the first hundred hundred best in show dog was he the first one? i think he was i think he was too i mean i'm it pretty was, sure remember bang away i think i don't remember um it was they were i think Bangway was after wasn't it? maybe yeah but like they look at this hundred best now now people will scoff at it, but there's a lot of hundred best in show dogs now. Oh please, but, yeah. But think about, one year. Yeah. Think about the time. How many shows did Colonel go to for him to win hundred best in shows? He probably, probably maybe went to 110. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. And it didn't take him one year. It took him a few. Yeah. Uh yeah. So now what does it mean when you win? You know, oh, he's won 50 best in shows. Well, I, I Again, I want to see the average number of dogs beat. And could uh, those dogs that beat those records, could they go back in time and compete against hmm. the Colonel? Could, could they compete? Can you look at pictures of Colonel now and change his trim a little bit? He's still competitive. He's still right there. You know, I wouldn't have to train his trim for me. He could. Man, you don't judge every day. <laughs> Yeah, but boy, he's he's one that would definitely hold up today. Oh, there's no question. All those old Skidby dogs too. You look at them oh, and think, can Skidby's you imagine? Stone Gables, yeah. yeah. They, they'd so still be there, stuff. right there. Yeah. They'd be hard to, hard to compete with. I showed Skidby's Boson of Stone Gables once. Now I know that Did sounds you? silly because I was eight years old. Well, I was Agnes Polly's last handler. Well, this was not like that at all, Will. My dad did a handling class with Bill Barton. <clears throat> Ron Rello was in the class. <laughs> um, boy, there's Jennifer Sheldon. There's some great dog folks in that class. But anyway, uh, Sally Barton. Uh, my dad and Bill taught this handling class, and it was in New Jersey. And Commander Hall didn't live too far from the building where we had the handling class. And every year we'd have a year-end comp, or once in a while, I don't think it was every year, be a competition. We'd judge the, you know, make it like a dog show and commander hall who was just such a great gentleman an amazing amazing man an english setter uh breeder and judge and just brilliant guy uh the last of the great gentlemen's one of them he said to me i can have marcia run home marshall brown and and bethany uh they were his daughters who stayed in english setters i can have them run home and get Boson for you. Now, Boson was probably 12 years old at this point, yeah. long past his show career. And he brought back Skidby's Boson to Stone Gables. And I got to show that dog in the handling class finals as an eight year old. He could, he was quite old. But 
for me, that was like getting Mickey Mantle's autograph if I was in oh, Little League. Sure. You know, I mean, jeez. Well, Skidby was the first Canadian kennel to ever get a best show in the States. Is that English right? setter. English setter, yeah. English setter. Wow. Skidby Sturdy That's... Tyke. Yeah, I remember Sturdy Tyke. Yeah. yeah, yeah Descendant yeah. of Sturdy Max. Yeah. That's where the Sturdy oh, came from. Gus Polly was was Skidby. She I I have the original sign somewhere, kennel sign. Oh, cool. Skidby. Well, and Sturdy uh, Max was was um bred by dog food company, I believe. Sturdy oh, dog really? Food. Wow, that wasn't unusual back then. You know, they they would uh, do that kind of stuff. But you look at the back, like we would sit at, at Gus's kitchen table and look at all these old dog pictures, and these dogs, they they they're unbelievable, the type and then and how Silvermine Wagabond will. Could Silvermine Wagabond not win today? Oh. Sturdy Max could win today. Oh, for sure. So many of those, so many of those dogs in yeah. the past. We're getting we're getting a little way late, but yeah, that was... well, setter guys, we can't help ourselves. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I it's, apologize. It's, it's the topic, like, could these dogs compete with the dogs that they just broke the records? I don't know. I don't know if they could. It's tough to do that. You know, yeah. who's the best football player? The rules are different. The weather's different. The training's different. different now. Yeah, everything's different. But, but the should big there be an asterisk now? Because then you you'll get someone say, "Well, this this is the greatest point winning dog." Oh, that dog didn't. The dog they beat didn't have a chance to win those reserve best and show points. I don't know. I I don't know if the, should there be an asterisk like in baseball in the steroid era? <laughs> you know, um, it's it's hard question. And and I remember one time I was showing a dog. I showed a dog up here in Canada, and he was the biggest winning dog of his breed. Uh, I think he still holds the record for post points in a year, but he had most best shows in his breed. Well, the dog that was right behind him contacted the breeder of the dog I showed and said, could they put an ad in saying passing the torch? And the breeder called me and said, uh, what do you think? I said, of course they can. But I want them to put that our dog was showing for 18 months, not five years. <laughs> <laughs> So really, the ad never went in. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a valid point. Um, yeah. A percentage basis in the number of dogs, you, you know, you're not winning three thousand dog sh dogs with three shows with three thousand dogs like you did to get those best in shows anymore. Yeah, and, and I don't have the biggest argument about those because they they go to the dog shows they go to. So like you, if if you're from Kansas, you go to can dog shows in Kansas, and and those are the sizes, but. Those dogs, even back then, that competed in Kansas, they would come to the big shows, the five-star shows, and compete there and be winners there. Right. That's fine. But when you won 100 best in shows and it was all against 200 dogs, uh, that's not the same as winning against 300 dogs every weekend, 3,000 dogs every yeah. weekend. And, and the big thing for me is that, yes, it doesn't mean they're terrible dogs if they won a 300-dog show. Uh I, I, it's always a tough way to put those words in order. A dog show with 300 dogs, not a 300 dog show. Not yeah. yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, the point is that it, you, if you're at a low entry show, you didn't really have a hard time getting out of the breed. Right. You weren't in there against five of the best specials in the country at the time. That weighs a little bit for me too. Yeah, breed level is hard. Like I, I think once you get to best in show level, you just, even at a three hundred or a three hundred dog dog show, <laughs> yeah, you end up with seven pretty good dogs. So when you win that, yeah. it, it becomes a you know it's still a win. Um, but you're right; it's an easier route to get to. Yeah, yeah for sure. 
and you know when you when you're in there and uh, if you go back to the era where we talked about the colonel there weren't thousands and thousands of dog shows you didn't have the opportunities and in my mind that's the visit biggest asterisk asterisk the star thing will the biggest yeah. one of those <laughs> is because of the number of shows you have you have hundreds of more times of opportunities than you did yep yeah exactly. that's the big asterisk like well what one, would have happened if, if colonel was able to go to 300 dog shows what would have happened would he have won 300 best in shows maybe <laughs> who knows maybe. it's possible yeah <laughs> uh, you just don't know actually and the other thing is going back to that question when the judge asked me if she should apply for best in show i had to say at the end of the day a lot of that's going to be weighted upon handling presentation ownership backers whatever the hell it is that whole package starts to weigh on that ending where a good class dog discovered at montgomery by a good terrier person that's a big win i don't know it's well, a different thing sport. happens when you own that when that great class dog is discovered by somebody you know it's going to be chased down by the ones that want to show it for a year and a half now, right? right. Yeah, or five years. Yeah, <laughs> or five, so they can make sure they win that record. You know, top-winning Schlitzen Fungal of all time went to three million shows and won twenty best in shows. The highest entry was one hundred ninety-two. He's the greatest one of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not. I, don't know. I I guess I'm just getting cows with the whole record thing and standings thing. It just doesn't. Yeah, well, how far can you go? We can, we can generalize because the standings are standings, but the records, I'm not sure they the, those can hold up. You know. Yeah. Well, you can't have the records without the standings. Right. I know. I understand that, but uh, like I, I I look over my shoulder here, and I've got the Bryn Mawr Group Trophy of Kashnigan uh, Desert Song, the the Borzoid Dog Borzoid. that Dick Dick Mean showed Richard Mean who had a brother of Galbraith who was some say he was better. better and you think well what if he was around today like you look at his pictures and you go oh my god you know what if he was around today would any of us get a chance to win anything <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know I don't know either and how that breed in certain parts of the country looks different yeah. than he did now <laughs> um, not always for the better Certain breeds just change over time with style and trends, and there's not yeah. much real in that back in. And it's area too. Like you're right. It depends on the area. What breeder takes a hold of that area and does what they want, you know. So I was thinking, and I may do this. I'm almost thinking that our normal pattern as a judge, between you, you know, you got your down and back, you got your go around, you got your I think walking them down and back. Any breed. I would really like to see many breeds that are straight in front and overlegged behind, overangulated behind, which is most of them. <laughs> I would like to see those dogs walk down and back. Well, you can ask them. Yeah. You're the judge. I, you can do whatever you want. I think more should. I think more should. Yeah. It would it would make it real clear how unsound that looks. <laughs> yeah, I once had an exhibitor say to me, "Well, I noticed you put your glasses on most, and I mean, by the end of the end of the day, your glasses weren't on for the down and back." I had seen enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I hear you, Will. I hear you. But yeah, you know, we, and you know, we go through these what's cool things. Oh, by the way, right now it's cool to put up. No, I'm not going to go there. I'll get in trouble. I'm doing the national. Um, okay, take a step back. It's cool to put up uh, certain breeds, certain dogs, certain things. And it gets to be cool to put up, you know, a dog that nails the, like right now, you got to nail the free stack. And you know how I feel about that. I hate mm. it. Uh, but we go through. And the best trends. training show dog goes to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best free stack definitely goes to that one over there. I'm not sure what breed he is, but boy, did he nail it. Look at I read him. it right in the standard. There. Must, must nail the free stack. Jesus. Oh, what have, what's become to, what's become of us, Will? What's become yeah. of us? Anyway, what else you got, bud? Oh, well, we just have to get ready now for Newfoundland. I don't know what else is coming up. What else is coming up for you? After Newfoundland, I think I'm I'm at a couple of shows, I think, where I'm competing with my uh, Irish Setter and my Beagle, I think. Oh, excellent. I've got to I get back from Newfoundland, Newfoundland. Newfoundland. And sometimes you say Newfoundland. <laughs> no? You always say it the same way? I don't know. I don't know. Well, wait till we get there. We'll ask somebody. <laughs> Newfoundland. Actually, Newfoundland. I went online and I said, you know, how do you pronounce it? And there's three videos. None of them are the same. <laughs> None of them are the same. So anyway, when we get back from there, I have three days to change. And then I get to pay $3,000 with the hope of getting three CEUs. I'm flying to a specialty in Florida and I'm flying to a national down there. And um, I'm, I'm going because I really like this breed. There's going to be really good people there. And I really do want to learn more. I feel pretty comfortable with the breed, but I still really want to learn more. But if you were just somebody going around, I'll bet there's going to be plenty of people there that spend three grand to get down there for the week. And to pick up three points yeah it's not why i'm going i'm going to get my three damn points yeah. but that's not why i'm going um i'm looking forward to it and but that's the way it goes bud so you get back for a couple of days get down there come home and pass out because i just need some sleep well, i know i'm going to springfield illinois when i get back that's wrong you are oh cool yeah well, Irish Setter especially is there so we're going there so are you rolling right through here I don't know. Probably, probably, yeah. Well, if you run low on uh, whatever you run low on, but just pull off ninety four. Here we are. Winkies and coffee. And coffee. <laughs> Maybe that's why Rose. <laughs> do they have Twinkies down there? Oh yeah, they have Twinkies. Down there. Of course they do. And red rose tea bags. It's not just for red the rose tea bags. Yeah. Mm. Do I have to bring my own to Newfoundland? Newfoundland. Oh, it'll be I there. It'll be there. Yeah, I always, I, I, one time I was with you in Michigan, I didn't bring, I didn't, I brought the wrong briefcase. That's why I didn't have them with me. But I'll have them with me. So, but I came through, Will. I, had I know you did. Me. Yeah. We were at the Cracker Barrel. We ordered we hot water, like a couple of old men. I saw a cup of hot water, please. <laughs> well, the funny part was I ordered a, 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 or one of us ordered a cup of hot water and the other one ordered a tea. But I said, I have my own tea bags. You didn't get charged for your cup of hot water. I got charged for my cup of water because I used the word tea, and then I put my own tea bag in. So <laughs> we have no respect. Tea drinkers have no respect in this country. None, none whatsoever. But I don't know. Stopped at Timmy Hortons yesterday. Well, for a cup of coffee for yeah, right here, right here in Portage, Michigan. 
Or as us fancy people like to say, Portage, Michigan. Portage. We even have a Target here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've said enough. Yeah. Time to pack and get the hell out of here. All Peace right, be with you, brother. Love you. Take us All out. Right. Be safe out there. I will see you down the road, and I'll see you in Newfoundland. Yes. <laughs> kiss the cod. Oh, they don't do that anymore. It's kiss the puffin now. Oh, mm, okay. Party on, Greg. No way. Way. Better be paying attention, Doc. Thanks for listening. <laughs> don't Ernie confuse it in the blooper reel. That's right. We love you, man. <laughs> Don't put that in, Ernie. <laughs> quit taking yourself so damn seriously. I'm falling <laughs> Some extraordinary data things that are being done around the world. Thanks, 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 Ernie. We didn't mention hot. This is good. We're going to be here in a second, Wiener. Don't lose it, Doc. Hot. Hot. Don't use that one, Doc. Don't use that one, Doc.